0: Hi, everyone, and welcome to Take 10 for Turn, number 843. I hope you all are well. Any questions, comments, suggestions, recommendations, or sponsorships, email me at rabbeyesmach at take 10 for So, of course, uh, this has been Mishkan week. Everybody, uh, we're all talking about the Mishkan. And the Mishkan, um, of course, teaches us something very important about the cosmos and creation. And we discussed that a few, a few days ago. And the goal of the Mishkan was in some way to replicate the creation of the world. And it had, so to speak, the levers and the, and the switches in order to control all of these very cosmic and spiritual influences that uh, influence the world are our, our conduit with which to do that would be the mishkan okay but we know that there's a practical connection of course between that connection of the mishkan and the creation of the world and that relates to shabbos that doesn't appear uh, significant until of course later on in the torah but i figured let's talk about it this week so we know the command to appoint metsala and after the command to appoint metsala we have in perklamov pusgul gimel bi ata dabare bani israelimor ahas shapso sartesh maru but Shabbos should be kept. Shabbos should be kept, and that's really important. Okay, so that's Pasuk number one. Ki because it's a sign, because I am God who sanctified you. and you should guard the Shabbos Ki because it's holy to you. One who desecrates it shall surely die. Ki Anybody who does malacha shall be cut, their soul shall be cut off from among their nation. And it goes on and on. For six days you should do malacha, and then you should stop and finally These are very famous expressions, and it comes up, it comes up right here. It comes up in the context of the construction of the Mishkan. But not officially or actually associated, but really juxtaposed one to the other, we find this happen again in the beginning of Parashas Vayakel. Vayakel Moshe as koladas penei Yisrael v'yamar alehem elah ha'dvarim asher tzeva Hashem la'asos osam. These are the things that God commanded us to do. Sheish shemimtei asam alachov v'yamashriyelachem kodesh etc etc etc. And here it has losavaru eish b'chamosh He can't light fires, and it has a variety of the other commandments, and then it segues immediately. Into Vayomer Moshe El Kola Das Benei Yisrael Emor Moshe says to all of the people, This is the thing that God commanded. Kachumi Yitchem Truma Go take the things that we're going to need in order to build the Mishkan. So again, we have the appointment of B'tzalel, immediately after that, right, with the Chachma and the Bina and the Das and all the features that we know are involved in creating the world, and then, right after, we have the command of, towards observing Shabbos. Then again, in Parshat we have the command about Shabbos, and then we have the command to go and raise funds for the Mishkan. So this uh, association was obviously not missed. Rashi says it plainly. He says, Even though you were commanded to construct the Mishkan, Do not take it lightly so that you think that Shabbos should be pushed away for the Mishkan. Mishkan is important, but Shabbos is more important. And so the we have this notion of Kedushas HaMakom, that there's a place in this world that is holier than all others. But then again, we have a more important idea of Kedushas HaZman, that the sanctity of time. And the sanctity of time is absolute, and that sanctity of time seems to outweigh the sanctity of place. Now, what's interesting is, first of all, Just because the malacha of the mishkan is forbidden doesn't mean that that's all that's forbidden. But let's talk about that in just a moment. First, we discuss the um, two sources, right? So there's one in paraklamet aleph and one in paraklamet hey, where the mishkan is put right next to Shabbos. So obviously it's there to make a point. It comes up again and again and again. But the argument would be why. Why do we need Two sources to indicate the same thing in the Pirkei Rabbi Shmuel, You have a interesting comment where we would think the hadin Just like the avoda itself, the avoda and the Beis HaMidash, the service which only comes through the mishkan itself. Right, you can't do avoda without a mishkan. Now we know you can do avoda on shabbos. So. If the makhshir ha'yavodah, she'ina avodah bo'ah, he'ele if the only way to do avodah is through these things, you would think that these and that is docha shabbos. You would think that these things which allow the avodah should be done should also push away should be docha shabbos. So he says, for example, you, you know something breaks in the mishkan on shabbos. Wouldn't you think that for sure you'd be allowed to fix it? You can only do these things on weekday. You can't do them on shabbos. There needs to be perhaps two There needs to be multiple sources because we would or we might confuse the notions of kedusha HaSazman, holiness of time, uh, confuse the notions of holiness of space, try to figure out which one is more important. And also particularly because the Avoda is permitted on Shabbos, the service in this place is permitted on Shabbos, you would think that the ability to construct it on Shabbos is also permitted on Shabbos. That would also be allowed. The Gemara Nivamo says, another idea, the Gemara Nivamo says, I would think, Uh, when we talk about that Shabbos is prohibited from engaging in Mishkan construction, I would think that maybe the only two Malachos, the two things that are problematic, are building or destroying, right? The the things that are literally attached to building a Mishkan. And therefore, no. Um, We have these two psukom, these two sources, in order to indicate that it's every Malacha. Every Malacha, everything is absolutely forbidden. The Moshev Zakanim says this, he phrases this as a question, why do we need both? He says, That's why, We learn from here something else, not just the fact that it's only a couple malachos that are forbidden on Shabbos, but maybe you would think the rest is okay. Not only that you would think that it's okay to build a Mishkan on Shabbos because the Avoda, the service itself, is okay on Shabbos, but he says another idea, and this is fascinating. The reason that I would think uh the reason that it's important to attach the prohibition of doing a Mishkan, the Mishkan. On Shabbos is not only to tell me that the Mishkan is forbidden to be worked on Shabbos, the Mishkan is forbidden, forbidden to be built, but that this defines what is called malacha on Shabbos, right? You might think that the Mishkan and its work is just one or a bunch of a very long list of things that you can't do on Shabbos, but maybe there's a lot of other things you can't do on Shabbos. So no, we see from here, from all these repeated sources, the idea that Mishkan defines malacha on Shabbos. Now that makes a lot of sense with all of the the Machshav, the philosophy stuff we've been talking about, that the Mishkan represents the creation of the world, and of course on God, uh, God stopped creation on the seventh day, and so we have that beautiful parallel but where is that indicated here? So the the Lekainim says that it's indicated in these multiple sources. The multiple sources are there to tell me that we also learn that the definition of Malacha on Shabbos is derived from the Mishkan. And that's why you can't do that, not only because it's the Mishkan, but because that is actually what is called Malacha. The Gemara on Shabbos, Daf, uh, Daf Mem Test, talks about this, a discussion about what exactly is the source of for what we know as the 39 Malachos. The 39 Malachos involve, it's a Mishnah that lists all of these 39 Malachos. It involves a lot of different activities um, in regard to what it seems is done uh, for the Mishnah. It involves uh, issues related to planting and plowing and plant growth and construction and different things, and it's not exactly clear what all of these things have to do with the Mishkan. And so there's a discussion in the Gemara. The Gemara says, where are they from? So Rabbi Chanina Bar-Chama says, K'nei G'alavudas HaMishkan. Rebbe says that they did all of the stuff for the Mishkan. Now, by the way, how did they do? How did they do, um, I don't know, they planted for the Mishkan? What does that mean? So one might say, yeah, they planted in order to have the things that they were going to need for the dyes, that they would be required to dye the fabrics with. Others understand that no, also included is the avoda itself. The avoda, the service required flour, it required grains, it required different things that we would bring on or towards the Mizbeach and on of those things they would have to get busy making sure that they had the resources to be able to use for the actual service in the Mishkan both of them but would be considered to be service but there's another source for these so the Gemara says I'm Kenegan Avodah Sahamishkan, that's where it comes from, because all of these were the Avodah, that's where the 39 Malachos. Rabbionah Sanh, the son of Elazar, says, No, Kacham Shimon ben Rabbi Yose ben Lukona, Shimon, the son of Rabbishim, the son of Lakonia, says, It's Kenegan malacha, Malachta, Malecha Shebatora, Arboyim Chazarachas. There are 39 times that the word Malacha work, labor, is referred to in the Torah, and that implies that there are 39 different types of labor. So whether or not they can all be, um, I don't know, whittled down to what went on in the Mishkan, yes, but the 39 idea comes from this repeated word. Now that repeated word is very controversial. The word Malacha appears over 60 times. So which ones count, which ones don't count is a further and farther discussion. But for now we know that because it's the creation of the world, it not only is forbidden because Kedush Sazman, Shabbos is more important, but we learn the idea of what is forbidden from this small microcosmic creation of the world.